Welcome to Sales and Marketing Fry Talks, where we share insights, best practices and anecdotes from technology companies. Join us live on LinkedIn or subscribe to our podcast. And now to the new episode. We thought about what would be the next topic for, for this uh, episode. And um, after discussing a little bit, we remember that uh, there were quite many people asking like, uh, but hey guys, how we can uh, actually find our first customers? And uh, obviously that's very important, uh, both when you start your business, but also when you uh, just entering maybe new market or trying to grow your business, right? And that we, that is why we decided to talk about how to find your first customers for this episode. Yes, and it's incredibly important to find the, the first customers. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, to find them, find somebody who's willing to pay for your services. But second thing, first customers also are us- usually the ones who provide you with most most learning, with most feedback, which allows to better understand your own offering, to adjust it to fit the market, and so on. So it's incredibly important, and uh, many businesses has uh, you know just ceased to exist because they actually failed to get first or second second customer so it's incredibly important to get it right yeah and more importantly of course uh, is basically uh, you know something you can do without maybe very significant investments in the very beginning uh, of your journey and uh, i would like to start uh, talking about this from uh, that perspective what we already have discussed many many times and you can definitely find uh, us talking about uh, the customer journey and go-to-market strategy in our past episodes and our webinars, what we were running uh, in the past. But uh, everything actually starts with understanding these uh, fundamentals because uh, every every one of us is going through certain stages of so-called buyer journey before we end up with uh, buying something. And uh, just to remind you that at B2B and especially in solution sales, those stages are uh, following first of all there there is so-called no problem aware stage when people are even have not recognized that there is a problem yet another stage is uh, that they have recognized that there is a problem uh, and that called problem aware and then when they have recognized uh, the problem obviously they are looking for a solution and that's that's the stage uh, what called solution aware after they have recognized the solution, they are looking from whom to buy the solution. And that is, that is the stage what called vendor aware. So that's very, very important uh, to always keep it in mind when you think of how to generate uh, your, your sales quickly. Because what, what it helps, it actually helps us to understand where we should focus our efforts and how exactly we should engage with the customers uh, or prospective customers uh, to make them buying something. And exactly in these two last stages, like solution aware and vendor aware, these are prospective customers who are um, more likely to have a sales conversation with you. While buyers in the not problem aware or problem aware stages they are not uh, into the sales conversation uh, whatsoever. And if you start maybe approaching them with a sales pitch or some offer immediately, they might be turning backs and uh, basically you you will be losing any business opportunity potentially with them. 
Yeah, I would say that uh, marketing to uh, people who are who are in later stages of a buyer's journey often can work quite well in the beginning because uh, then you are basically not talking really about generating demand like you would be if you explain people the problem and how to solve it, right? But you are rather capturing existing demand already. Uh, however, mm -hmm. it's a it's a it's a it's a tricky thing, uh, and we have seen that in few of our customers as well because. You see, when we do analysis, sometimes we notice that, okay, here's a, there's a traffic to website and people are taking some action, but uh, often we see that uh, their visits are short and mostly they are visiting, visiting pricing page only. And uh, this to me seems uh, for a quite simple reason, because uh, you see uh, those uh, prospects have already made up their mind and they have already made, uh, made a certain impression about the solution they prefer. But before they are ready to go to boss or buying committee, show the slides, show the table, uh, how many different solutions they have reviewed, they need the solution B, the solution C to actually justify selecting solution A, right? And and it's quite tricky because it may happen that you actually generate uh, generate leads who are coming, actually not leads, but you are generating visitors who are coming to your uh, to your page for a single purpose, just to check out the pricing, check the check the list of features. Put in, put in the table and justify their existing decision. So this is a tricky, tricky strategy. Sometimes, though, it can work. I think uh, definitely if you just follow this uh, strategy as an only strategy, it might be misleading, as Roland just explained. But uh, if you combine it with something else, and that is actually, uh, you know, something what you need to understand, what are these behavioral um, moves of the customer, or or activities what can indicate about their intent uh to buy now right and that that's the way how you can actually determine from all these different stages uh what people are going through who are these uh, buyers who are you know most valuable for you at the moment right and uh, uh, this behavior and and their kind of indicated interest can help you to to determine it for example, if somebody is looking for a solution overview or a solution demo or, or maybe trying to compare uh, different solutions or finding uh, or looking for information about the costs or ROI or a business case template or, or something like that, that can indicate or can be indicator uh, that there is some, some interest or some activities happening in the stage which is around selecting and around actually preparing for a buyer decision buying decision right so that that's uh, that's what you need always to build uh, like a map of, of these activities what can indicate and help you uh, identify um, this type of uh, customers out of the all who are either visiting your website or just doing something on the web yes and if you if you if uh, if people are mostly visiting your website to read blogs or watch videos which answer question how to solve the problem that again from other hand is a clear indication that that uh, that uh, they are more likely to be problem aware or or they are in 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 transition to becoming problem aware because they are trying to understand how to solve the problem they are not uh, perhaps uh, yet uh, looking for for demo or pricing etc but they have to how to figure out mm -hmm. how to uh, how to solve uh, the issue yeah so that means that basically they try to educate themselves which is not bad uh, at all but uh, 
they are probably not currently in the buying stage, right? And that's uh, very important to remember. However, maybe if your content is again uh, aiming uh, the, the final stage of the buyer journey, where you maybe compare different solutions, or maybe you explain, you know, uh, some questions related to the deployment of the solution or uh, the pricing structure or or anything else which again are related to the uh, those triggers or or indicators of the real buying intent that might be a good idea also to target those and try to convert them at the spot right and there are different ways how you can do that but nevertheless uh, again remembering those different stages of the buyer journey and understanding what can indicate uh, in terms of the behavior, in terms of the activities of the customer, uh, that they are in these last two stages of this buyer journey. That's one of the important things to understand for you, to be able to identify those potential prospective customers. Then uh, the next, uh, obviously, is about, okay, when we have understood that, what we can do about this. And uh, um, there are two ways uh probably to look at uh, lead generation in general or building the pipeline first of all it's an inbound so-called uh, when you basically rely uh, on on customers to come to you based on those activities based on the content uh, and everything else what you are providing uh, in the web or digital and uh, I would say that at minimum, if you're just starting, and sometimes we see that even well-established company, companies somehow overlook this, at minimum, uh, make sure that you have a, a paid search campaign running to capture uh, those who are searching on Google or maybe Bing or elsewhere, depends on your market and their preferences for the search engine. For a solution category, for instance, where you are playing or competing, Maybe they're searching for the pricing uh, of these type of solutions, uh, comparisons, uh, competitors, maybe some specific solution terms, uh, what again indicates their interest about this solution uh, and, and, and buying intent. And uh, you, you need to combine them with those intent keywords like, uh, you know, uh, pricing for that on, or that, or maybe how to purchase that on that or, or whatever else. So. Uh, that is something what you, you you definitely need to define and make sure that this is running uh, always on, because this is the the source of leads uh, what are already in the buying uh, stage or close to that. Additionally, yeah, I would say, that, yeah. yeah, from my side, I would say it's 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 uh, though it's very uh, very important uh, when you think about inbound marketing. Really, uh, think of uh, where your customers are in buyer's journey and what you uh, what you really want to want to do uh, because although yes. as as we are talking now uh, capturing existing demand is kind of it seems like a low hanging uh, hanging fruit it may be quite difficult to hijack customers preferences at, at a very late stage and you see uh, unless your offering is uh, is compellingly significantly multiple times better than that of competition and you can also demonstrate it very quickly once the person actually uh, lands on your on your landing page or on your website. Uh, this may be quite uh, quite quite impossible, and uh, because uh, persons may already have made up uh, their mind, they have studied competition, 
uh, read their case studies, watched their demo, etc. And as discussed, they have uh, just came for the pricing and features to put uh, put in the uh, put in the table, right? Uh, and uh, research shows actually that uh, before uh, before a person is ready for conversation with sales representative, typically they have consumed already five to six units of content. Right? And this only happens if actually the person is looking for content, if the person is trying to understand the problem uh, better or, or, or is trying to understand uh, solutions. So uh, my preference, and again, it's, it's not, in all, not in all businesses. Businesses are different and strategies are different. But uh, my recommendation would be uh, try also to go as much early into buyer's journey as possible and uh, try really to help uh, people to understand their problem uh, try to uh, try to help understand solution landscape don't push your solution as the only one but explain the market looks this way there are such solutions here are the benefits and drawbacks of each and for our solution we are positioning it this way it is best for this kind of situation for this kind of customer and so on uh, because after all what you need to do, you need to get this conversation, this meaningful conversation with your prospects. But you can only deserve that if you have built built a trust. Because you see, visiting website just to check pricing, that's that's kind of it doesn't require trust, right? Real to put a, put a line in, in in a comparison table, you don't need need, need trust. But to have a conversation with other human being, particularly mm -hmm. if you are shy or you expect to talk with a salesperson which may <coughs> which may be a bit pushy. That requires the trust, and uh, real, really, I believe that business can uh, happen if the trust has been built up, not 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 if not it not not if it hasn't uh, hasn't been, or else you end up just uh, investing your marketing dollars uh, to give people opportunity to fill in their tables, and that uh, may not lead to good business results. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Uh, we already touched it uh, many, many times about the importance of the buyer journey concept and uh, about uh, importance to engage with customers uh, early enough. Yeah? But at uh, the um, same time, as we uh, also just mentioned that it's, it's similarly important to make sure that you have those basics covered. Like for instance, be, a, be on the first page of the search when somebody is searching for the solution or category you are playing. And uh, that's not uh, as, as, as simple as just, you know, paying Google, but you also have to be carefully looking at, you know, these keywords, trying to, to build proper combinations to make sure that you are targeting those who are in real intent to buy. That's, that's the one thing. Secondly, to make also uh, your message relevant, you have to prepare right offering and actually make them kind of as a separate from your generic maybe web sometimes because um, um, if you make it like really uh, specific enough to those terms or those intents what people are searching for then it will increase um, you know the probability of those uh, prospective customers to convert with you uh, on, on, on those occasions when they uh, search and when they are doing their uh, research but i think uh, search this is one um, like just dimension or or level to look at another one is definitely and you have to combine them both ideally and depends on your resources is that uh, you have to run uh, some paid media campaign as well 
and that can be uh, just a standalone campaign but it also can be like connected with your search activities and maybe doing some remarketing just you know because that not not all people will immediately converge just from the first touch with you right so you need to remind them you need to follow them and uh, you know try to convince uh, for what you are offering but when you are running these um, uh, paid campaigns it's a good idea to if you're especially in b2b uh, start with the linkedin as a channel but you also can combine it with the uh, less expensive channels like facebook and instagram and uh, again many businesses somehow hesitate to go after the paid media in these channels but uh, believe us uh, these channels can be very very effective for you as well uh, but how you can reach um, better results is also that if you have a possibility to build a, a list of your target audience or create so-called custom audience based on company list or based on the contact list, that makes it much more uh, relevant and much more uh, effective from the ROI perspective. Therefore, think of this. If you have some list, what you want to engage, then it can be used for this um, custom audience building. Yes, but I would say that uh, if, we, if we talk about LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn is quite often uh, said to be a rather expensive uh, channel for paid media. It is indeed expensive. However, of, uh, its strength lies in ability to target and particularly targeting company list. And, uh, you know, if you don't uh, have the company list, uh, actually one way is just to purchase it. Uh, as far as I know, uh, let's say in many countries, you can you can search company names in uh, in free uh, government commercial registers by NACE code, and each each business has uh, has uh, has this category code. Uh, sometimes in these categories uh, come quite uh, different companies. In some businesses, they're quite specific. So uh, either either get uh, company list there. Or you can actually purchase and uh, just getting uh, a list uh, in European countries for uh, for company names, addresses, uh, etc. by this NACE code costs, I think, uh, for something euros, four or five euros only. So it is not that expensive. And as a result, you can narrow down your uh, your marketing on LinkedIn to very, very specific uh, audience. Yeah, especially if you costs. Are... Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you are playing in some specific industry or maybe you are targeting like, I don't know, companies who are just in uh, power and, and utilities business, right? Or maybe companies who are uh, in manufacturing in, in very specific, like we maybe niche. So it's not like thousands or even tens of thousands of companies. Why, why to go with very broad targeting? Instead, you can really build your approach on, uh, on the you know, specific list of companies. But then besides the list, you also have to, to think of the messaging and the offer itself. It's not enough just, hey, say, hey, we are here. We just would like to sell you something. Uh, you, you really need to, again, relay, uh, rely your, uh, or relate, sorry, relate your offering uh, on the banner or message on the banner with those intent activities. Like, uh, for instance, you can offer, you know, help with the calculating the ROI, or you may, uh, offer them a help with uh, uh, building, uh, I don't know, technical roadmap or something like that. So, which, which again, uh, not a direct sell yet, but it will allow you to build a connection with this uh, prospective buyer and actually engage them for these activities in order to 
then uh, proceed with the sales conversation. So think of this uh, very carefully. And uh, as I said, ideally you build also a separate, let's say uh, destination when you lead those people, like a landing page, for instance, where you explain in details, okay, what you will get and why do you need to apply with us? So that's about so-called inbound. Uh, it's just in very brief, but uh, of course there are much more you can do. But if you're just starting, those are basics what you can do without maybe also very significant investments in the beginning. Then uh, the second approach would be so-called outbound, uh, or many people call it cold calling, cold emailing, uh, but nevertheless, it's all about outreaching to your potential uh, buyers uh, yourself, not waiting well when while they will come, but uh, being proactive and uh, trying to, to go after them. And, and here I would uh, probably advise, uh, there are many, again, ways of doing this, many companies who are providing it as a service uh, and many, many other options. Uh, my experience uh, and what I definitely would recommend is uh, to think of uh, leveraging so-called social selling approach. And it provides truly, truly big potential uh, based on our own experience, but same uh, with the experience of our clients in the past. And uh, the good place uh, to start is actually LinkedIn uh, Sales Navigator because it again, part of the LinkedIn targeting and, and everything else, what LinkedIn usually uh, provides as, as an added value. And there you can really build and source your leads based on those uh, different uh, filtering options what uh, the tool provides. And they are very, very advanced uh, and they even go beyond these uh, targeting options, what you have in LinkedIn for the advertising. And, yes, and uh, for example, uh, for example, just to just to give a sense what you can do with LinkedIn Navigator, you can select uh, companies in certain industry. Uh, you can select, uh, let's say, companies who have certain staff setup. For example, if you are uh, selling, let's say, ERP systems, it would be important for you to target companies which actually have internal accounting, right? Because many companies yeah. can also have outsourced it. And LinkedIn Navigator allows you to do exactly that. It, it allows you to boil down on very, very specific list of, of accounts. And second thing, it also allows to understand the structure within those accounts, who are the people, who are decision makers. And that allows you to go very, very, in a very, very focused uh, manner to go and try to engage these people. Yeah, exactly. And you can actually build there two um, lists. Yeah, one is that the company list. And again, this is something what you can use afterwards for the your uh, targeting activities on paid media. And secondly, you can build a contact list. Um, so by filtering those specific roles in the companies, uh, what you would like to approach. And then you can even see other potential decision makers in this company because LinkedIn provides you ability to map the decision makers and see organizational setup of this company and then in, uh, find right people and influencers what you need to, to work with. Um, there are some, some other ways how to uh, basically maybe uh, make it even, even better, working better for you. So for instance, the, you can filter out those people who have recently changed uh, their positions. Because uh, uh, when somebody has changed uh, a position or has started a new position, they are much more open to uh, new stuff, to changes. 
and that uh, would be definitely a priority to engage with uh, those uh, contacts who are just starting or they started recently and uh, you will see that uh, they will be much more uh, willing to to have a conversation with you but uh, in order to start this uh, conversation you also have to to be prepared and the one uh, part of the preparation is a research so again uh, the same linkedin sales navigator provides you different ways of uh, looking at the company level uh, person level to prepare yourself and to understand better what this company is up to uh, uh, what are their top of minds what are the latest uh, activities changes in the company and so on and so forth and that all can be used for you you know your uh, engagement with them uh, but uh, besides that uh, you need also to prepare like a certain set of messages what you will be then uh, using to uh, to build the connection with those people and there are certain steps you need to take anyway because it uh, it's not a good idea just to go and directly start selling uh, much better idea is uh, to follow at least uh, this type of approach that you take a first step for building a connection it can be called introduction, uh, where your objective is mainly to demonstrate your relevancy and connect with your prospective customer. And there are you know, different ways how you can do that, but the LinkedIn Sales Navigator allows you, allows you easily to connect with people. And as I said, based on the research, you can actually craft the message that uh, demonstrates your uh, relevancy to this particular person. Then another, then as soon as you get connected with the person, uh, your next step would be about bringing some value into the conversation and triggering the sales conversation. So um, the, the main idea is here really to open the door uh, to a sales conversation and uh, try to get people into the next step, which would be actually a one-on-one -on -one meeting either online or face-to-face -face, it's up to you and uh, the situation what you, you what you are dealing with but nevertheless these are three main steps first is introduction second is really bringing some value and triggering the the conversation and then the follow-up with the uh, one-on-one meeting proposal this has been working yes. uh, in many occasions uh, really well of course you can modify that and you definitely need to try and uh, experiment but those three steps like uh, for me really worked uh, pretty well yes and and you as uh, perhaps as one of the the final thoughts I, I i i want also to share something that has been working working for us and something that you can you can do irrespectively whether you have marketing budget or not and it's, it is actually use your network. And here I'm not talking about using your LinkedIn network or Facebook network or something, but use your network, your network of relationships, right? And, uh, you know, uh, actually people should, people, I think particularly in our part of Europe are undervaluating network and networking. <laughs> Americans are exceptionally good good with it. We, we in the North, we are, we are shy. We like to stay away from people, right? But actually it's a good idea to start building your network as early as in preschool. Just make sure people know about it. How good relations? How good relationship with them? Be nice. Let them feel good about them. And if you are connected with such positive uh, positive emotion, they will remember you. 
And later on, when you when you start doing your own business, it's 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 a it's a time to talk with your network. And uh, when we started, I found it uh, I found it very very useful actually just to let people know what I'm doing right now, right? Because many people know me, many people know Andres, but not necessarily they know what we are doing or what is our offering right now. So do simple things, send uh, send email to people you know, uh, send them message message on on LinkedIn, ask them for coffee, right? And it's incredible how supportive people are because uh, you know many 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 people when learning that some of their acquaintances is doing new thing are happy to meet, find out how it's going, how they can support, and so on. And that can allow allow you to uh, to actually either get new business or at least uh, at least uh, learn something. So uh, do make sure that first of all you leverage your existing relationship. And also, if you are not thinking about entering business or something, nurture your relationship, your network early on. Because even if you are taking away everything you have, right, and you are left just with your knowledge and skills and with network you have, you are already having quite good foundation to uh, start your uh, start your business with. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's very valuable um, advice, I think. Again, today uh, we didn't uh, went like into very advanced and very deep dive um, scenarios, uh, but we wanted just to give some kind of overview on stuff what everyone can do without significant investments. And uh, I hope that uh, it can be um, somehow help, helpful in your activities uh, of building your new customer base uh, and uh, growing your business. So again, start with basics. Uh, and as soon as you have done that, uh, you will have also capacity of uh, moving to the next level and uh, advance your, um, you know, customer engagement and uh, lead generation activities. Uh, so as, uh, as time, time is, is running out, I would like uh, probably to thank you uh, for being with us uh, today and also remind that uh, we have all our previous episodes available both on the LinkedIn as a recording under IBD Consulting Profile, but you also can find them on uh, all the major uh, podcast platforms and listen it uh, as a sales and marketing fry talks podcast what i encourage you to do and if you listen that uh, also please uh, rate us so we we know that uh, you like it or you dislike it but nevertheless uh, don't leave us without any feedback as, as we want to make it more more relevant uh, to anyone who is uh, interested in what we are doing um so therefore really please 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 um go to podcast platform subscribe to us and uh, and uh, give us your feedback otherwise uh, i wish you great uh, rest of the friday a wonderful weekend and we are back uh, in two weeks with another topic uh, to discuss see you see you next time bye bye guys bye.